Are you interested in making your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You guys can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And in fact, I'm using Anchor and I love it. If you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, you guys, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the podcast. Today is Monday, July 8th. This is episode number 789. We are moving right into the month of July. And there are a lot of questions on your minds today. And I know this because my mailbox is full. So we're gonna tackle some kind of difficult, tender topics today. And uh, I think you guys are gonna be encouraged because God's word is not that hard to understand. What we're seeing happen in the culture right now is a deliberate attempt to confuse people and muddy the waters of what God says is right and wrong. So we're going to tackle some hard things today, but stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, you guys, so welcome to the podcast. Uh, I want to just encourage you guys for the hundredth millionth time because I'm just so so excited about what I'm hearing from you. Even here at the podcast, when you email me and you have questions, I can tell that you are thinking critically about the word of God and trying to apply it to your lives. And so when when we stop and think about the many, many confusing messages that are coming out of so-called churches, so-called evangelicalism, so-called progressive Christianity, to which I will tackle in a minute, uh, I want to just encourage you today back to the authority of the word of God. God's word does not change. The Bible teaches us that the grass will wither and the flower will fade, but the word of God will stand forever. And that's where we want to turn. We always want to turn to the word of God. You guys, you have the Holy Spirit. And speaking of having the Holy Spirit, our scripture writing challenge for today, if you're not uh, joining me yet, hop on over there, momstronginternational.com. We are at the beginning of the month of July, and every day I have a scripture for you to write out. There is something powerful about putting pen to paper and writing out the word of God. And in fact, when I do the podcast, I don't type out my notes, I write them out. There's something about uh, just writing and the movement of your hand that's powerful. And when I discovered scripture writing many years ago, it really changed the way I interacted with God's word. So I wanna encourage you to do that. A lot of the questions that you guys are asking me are answered very clearly and very directly in God's word. And so I'm gonna encourage you to go back to the word. Today's verse is found in John chapter 14, verses 26 to 27. Today's scripture writing challenge verse is, uh, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I've said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Therefore, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Man, I don't know if there's ever been a better time for us to have this verse written on our hearts than there is right now because there are so many things happening in the culture today. So uh, hop on over to momstronginternational.com. 
uh, join up, you guys, for about $8 and some change every month. You can also join me for the Bible study. So we're going to go a little bit more in depth. And again, my very grave concern for the church right now is that we are living in a generation of biblically illiterate men and women. Men and women who should know the word of God, but who don't know it and can't defend it. And so I'm going to encourage you to get off the bench and onto the battlefield. The first thing you have to do is know the word of God. Before I jump into your questions today, I'm going to let you know what's coming up. First of all, I'm going to be at Chia in California and Pasadena. You guys, if you're anywhere in California and you want to be encouraged, whether it's through the culture or in homeschooling, come on out to this conference. I promise you, we are not just going to be talking about homeschooling. We're going to be encouraging you to to get off the bench and onto the battlefield, off of the sidelines, onto the front lines. And uh, I will be doing that all weekend in Pasadena for the Chia Conference. You can still register for that. That happens July 11th through the 13th. You do not want to miss it. I will link back to uh, that information in the show notes today. Weekend after that, I'll be in Arizona because who doesn't want to go to Phoenix in July? I will be there the 19th through the 20th for the AFI convention. These are two of my favorite events that happen throughout the year, and you guys are going to be blessed and encouraged. If you're even thinking about homeschooling, which for the love, I hope that you are, it is time to pull your kids out of public schools, mom and dad. Uh, Get them out and bring them home. The school system is on fire. That's not my topic for today, but you're welcome. Uh, So I will be in Pasadena and then in Phoenix. Also, my kids are attending Worldview Academy in Oregon this weekend. I'll link back to Worldview Academy in the show notes today. Uh, You guys, I can't encourage you enough to be encouraging your children to have a worldview that is based on scripture. We do not need to be afraid as we engage the culture, right? This is what Jesus was saying in John chapter 14. Don't be afraid. Don't let your hearts be troubled because I'm going to give you my peace and I'm also going to send you the Holy Spirit to help you. And he's going to remind you of my word and remind you of the power of it. So uh, check it out. If you've got teens, Worldview Academy, if they can't go this year, uh, look at it for next year. I'm telling you, you will not be sorry. Uh, my friend Bill Jack, who is the founder of Worldview Academy, is going to be coming back on the show with me before too long. And uh, you guys, oh my goodness, uh, get your kids hooked up with Worldview Academy. All right. So lots of questions at the show today. Oh, you know what? I'm looking at my notes. Let me let me really quickly just say again, thank you guys for leaving reviews over at iTunes for the Heidi St. John podcast. I have been so encouraged to see many of you leaving reviews and talking about uh, how the podcast is affecting your life. Uh, Andrea just left a review the other day, and she said, Heidi is an uninhibited truth-telling warrior. As a homeschool mother, I turn to her podcast for the encouragement I need to plow through the hard topics in life and in the culture as I navigate new territory with my children. After listening to her podcast for over a year, I can honestly say she has never backed down from any topic, and I've always felt her viewpoint is biblical and spot on. I call her a hero and a Jesus warrior. Thank you, Heidi. I want to meet you and shake hands. You know what, Andrea? Moment of silence. I want to meet you and shake your hand. (laughs) Because it's so encouraging for me to see you guys getting off the bench and onto the battlefield. Another review was left on the 25th of June calling the podcast refreshingly convicting. And I love that uh, that that was the, the tagline that you used for that review because the Holy Spirit, the conviction of God lifts us up. It, it should refresh us. It should wake us up and lift us up. That's what God does, as opposed to the enemy of our soul who always kind of pushes us down and will always leave us feeling 
uh, weary and like we're not enough. So anyway, we're going to jump to some questions today, but I just wanted to encourage you guys, please keep leaving reviews at the podcast. They encourage me greatly and it is growing this podcast. So thank you very much for that. All right. First uh, question comes from a mama named Melinda. Hey, Melinda, how's it going, girl? Uh, She wrote and she said, Heidi, I have a four-year-old, almost five-year-old who has recently asked many questions about salvation. He understands that sin is when we do things against God's word and how it breaks God's heart when we sin. He says he believes in the death and resurrection of Jesus and that he is coming back for us. He seems to vaguely understand that Jesus is God's son and the role of the Holy Spirit. One day on the way home from church, he began asking about communion. We explained all about it and he said he wanted to partake. I explained this is only for people who have professed faith in Jesus Christ. He said he wanted to do that and prayed right there on his own that he was sorry for his sins and thankful that Jesus died for his sins and rose again. After he prayed, he said he was so excited he could go to be with Jesus in heaven someday. I feel that through recent conversations with him and his prayer that he is now a believer, I know that the Bible is more than positive when speaking of the faith of children. However, I have always been taught that children must be older to really understand what they are saying and believing and that they may not actually be saved until they're older. We have mentioned baptism recently, and he is interested. I am torn as to whether or not to let him be baptized. If he's a true believer, I believe he should be baptized as a show of his faith whenever he chooses, Uh, but I am unsure because he is so young. Have any of your children professed faith in Christ at such a young age? I've prayed over this and still do not seem to really know what to do. Part of me wonders if I'm just pleasing men by waiting, but part of me is concerned that he's too young to really understand. All right, Melinda. Girl, I want to just encourage you. First of all, I came to faith in Jesus when I was about four years old. My grandmother led me to the Lord, and I remember it because she smelled like mentholatum. <laughs> and she was sitting with me at the um, at near my bed because my grandmother used to come and just sit n- uh, next to me, and she would stroke my hair, and we would talk about the the world and missionaries and what was going on in the neighborhood. And I remember. Uh, the many, many times that she prayed for me and prayed over me as a child. And one day I wanted to accept Jesus and I was very young when I did it. I mean, Jesus said, let the little children come to me. You guys, when your kids are ready to profess faith in Jesus, let them do it and then believe that God has done a work in their heart. Our role as parents begins the moment our children are entrusted to our care. And so we teach them the truth from the time they're very little all throughout their whole lives. I've said this many times in the podcast, right? So Melinda, when your son is older and he leaves your home, you will still be shepherding him. You will no longer be parenting, but you will still be giving advice and counsel and hopefully walking with the Lord in a way that is an example to him. And you're doing that right now. And when your son accepts the Lord, which it sounds to me like he did, praise the Lord. The angels rejoice whenever one of uh, God's created beings accepts the Lord into their life. And it sounds to me like your son is born again. And so that is reason to rejoice. It's reason to write it down in your journal to remind him about the time that he came to know Jesus, because there's a good chance as he gets older, he'll have questions that are difficult questions. But he doesn't believe that he didn't accept Jesus as his Lord and Savior. Uh, Many times when I was younger, I remember thinking, I wonder if I did that right. And I would ask the Lord into my heart again. I probably did it, I don't know, 15 times. (laughs) Um, But don't doubt that your son knows the Lord and then keep discipling him. Read to him, read the scriptures to him. 
um, and grow him in Jesus. That's what we are called to do. We are not called to just become Christians and then stagnate. That's really what's wrong with the with the church right now, right? We've got a lot of people who say, oh yeah, I accepted Jesus, but they don't know anything about his word and they can't defend it. And so now, uh, Melinda, you're gonna take the role of really loving your son by discipling him. This is one of the things I love about Mom Strong International. If you guys aren't part of it yet, you can download the Bible study that I'm teaching every month. And then you, there's a section of that, which my daughter Savannah writes called Kid Strong. And Savannah has two little boys of her own, uh, almost an almost six-year-old and a three-year-old. And she is discipling those, those little boys. So Melinda, if your little guy wants to be baptized, I say, let him do it. Let him do it. He wants to be baptized and he's gonna he's gonna tell the whole world that he loves Jesus. And uh, I, I think there cannot be anything more precious than that. So for people who say that kids don't understand, they remind me of the people who say that when your newborn baby smiles are just passing gas. And we all know that's not true. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm excited for you, Melinda, and excited for your journey. So be excited with your son and encourage him and let him be baptized. I think it's wonderful. Get lots of pictures, uh, write about it. And at some day, at some point in his life, if he wants to be baptized again, that's all right. That's all right. All right. Sometimes I think, uh, sometimes I think that we overthink things. Uh, so anyway, be encouraged. Uh, next question comes from a listener who wants to remain anonymous. She said, Heidi, I recently listened to your Disputable Matter podcast, and it really hit very close to home for me. I am struggling with a disputable matter with a very close friend of mine who was married for 10 years, has three beautiful children, and within the last eight months, left her husband for another woman. You know, I mean, I get these questions, and I hear about these scenarios all the time, and it is breaking my heart, the deception that we are living under right now. It just, it is. All right. She goes on to say, there have been lots of tears shed, I can imagine, and not many discussions with her on this decision due to my shock and honestly disappointment. I'm unsure of what to say and how to support her. I told her I will never forsake her, yet I'm struggling with her decision and how it will affect her family and our friendship. I have been praying for God to provide me with the right words to say to her, but my heart is breaking for her and her family. Would you consider this a disputable matter? I am definitely indifferent and find it hard to even hold a conversation with her now, and I know she feels lonely and ashamed. Any thoughts on how to support her? All right, so first of all, um, one thing, one really important thing you left out of your question to me is whether or not your friend is a believer. So I'm going to try to take this from two different uh, different perspectives. I'm going to start and assume that your friend is a believer, all right? Because when you say she's your very close friend who was married for 10 years and had three beautiful children, it sounds to me like you guys were in a relationship, and I'm assuming she's a believer. The Bible, this is not a disputable matter. The Bible is very clear. So you've got two issues with your friend, both of which are not disputable matters. First of all, the Bible teaches that marriage was made and designed by God. It was instituted and designed by God. And so at the heart of marriage is a companionship and intimacy. And God says that this is a covenant relationship. We don't just walk away from marriage. One of the things that is very troubling to me in the culture right now, particularly where the church is concerned, is our embracing of divorce. And it breaks God's heart. And so whether she left uh, her husband for a man or even more grievously for a woman, the divorce in and of itself is sin before the Lord. 
And I know a lot of you are listening to this right now and you're, you've walked through divorce. And so I'm not here to speak condemnation over you when we, when we, once we do something, we've done it, right? But we need to do everything we can not to do this. So often the women that I talk to who leave their husbands are not leaving for abuse. They're not leaving for legitimate reasons. They're leaving because they're unhappy. They're leaving because they're infatuated with somebody else. They're leaving because, oh my goodness, uh, this fairy tale marriage I thought I was going to have, I don't have it. And you guys, marriage is a covenant relationship. It is a covenant that we enter into with the Lord and with our spouse. And so God says it breaks his heart. Does he make allowance for it? Yes. Do we live in a fallen, broken world where divorce is our part of our everyday reality? Absolutely. But whenever we can, we want to encourage our friends and ourselves to follow God. And he says, do not get divorced. He says that we we are, this is a covenant. You guys look up the word covenant. It is no joke. And the church makes light of the covenant relationship. I talked recently to a young mom who is uh, dating a man who just recently got divorced. And I said to her, you know, she was talking, you know, she's divorced and he's divorced now. And uh, she wanted to know how I felt about it. And here's this guy, brand new divorced. And I said, listen, God's heart is that this husband and wife would be reconciled. So don't get in the way. In fact, get out of the way. Divorce is not as a solution. And talking to you as somebody who my parents were divorced, my grandparents on my father's side were divorced, much of the people in my family, many rather of the people in my family divorced, divorce is a, a painful thing. And uh, it is not God's heart. God, God's heart is that we would confront the sin in our lives and deal with it appropriately and that marriages would be healed. And so uh, these are not disputable matters. The second thing is she left her husband for a woman. This is so grievous to me, I can hardly put it into words. Uh, the Bible says that marriage is between a man and a woman. Uh, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 5, 31 and 32, a man leaves his father and his mother to be joined to his wife, and then the two are united into one. This is a great mystery. It is an illustration of the way that Christ and his church are one. Uh, the Bible says that he created us male and female in his image. And the Bible teaches over and over and over again that homosexuality is a sin. So this is not a disputable matter. All right. Uh, homosexuality is a sin. And for this woman to leave her husband, uh, A, we got a huge problem right there. And then she leaves her husband for another woman. You've just compounded it. And so uh, if this is affecting your relationship, it's because your friend has walked away from God and is living uh, in a, a lifestyle that's absolutely contrary to God's word. And so I want to encourage you to encourage your friend to walk with the Lord. And sometimes that means your friendship will be broken. Maybe it's broken for a period of time. Maybe it's broken indefinitely. But I'm telling you what, I am willing to risk a friendship to speak the truth and love to, into the life of a friend of mine. Really quickly, if your friend is not a believer, these are still not disputable matters. You just treat her differently. All right. Someone who doesn't have the Holy Spirit, someone who doesn't have the Lord. You guys, you can't. I heard uh, I heard a pastor say the other day. Uh, you can't clean the fish before you catch it, <laughs> all right? So if your friend doesn't know the Lord, she needs to know the Lord. You can tell her certainly that this that you know that this lifestyle of homosexuality will hurt her and it will not bring anything good into her life. We know that because God's word is true, whether you believe it or not is irrelevant. We know that it's true. And so you can speak truth to the life of your friend but um, she doesn't. She she doesn't have the same responsibility before the Lord as someone who claims to be a Christian and walks away from the Lord. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? I hope that it does. So uh, 
to answer your question very clearly, neither of these two issues are disputable matters. A disputable matter is something that it does not carry with it the weight of God's clear instruction. God's instructions are very clear with regard to homosexuality, with regard to marriage, which with regard to male and female. Oh, for goodness sake, read the Ten Commandments. Uh, God's given us very clear instructions. So a disputable matter might be whether or not we wear skirts or pants. A disputable matter might be uh, related to uh, our use of birth control, not abortion, but our use of, of birth control. There are all kinds of alcohol that's a disputable matter. There's all kinds of things that are disputable matters. Uh, homosexuality and marriage are not one of them. So I hope that encourages you. Speaking of uh, disputable matters and me mentioning the Ten Commandments, if you guys saw this in the news, there was an atheist group recently, because that's what they do, uh, that forced the removal of the Ten Commandments plaque from an Ohio middle school. And I watched this with just grief in my heart because uh, the Ten Commandments and you guys can see this in progressivism, trying to remove God from from the public square is one of the first signs of socialism. One of the first signs of communism in the culture is to say uh, anything that has to do with God needs to go bye-bye because after we remove God, evil fills the vacuum and socialism, sorry guys, is evil. Nobody get mad. Or if you get mad, um, try to contain yourselves. Uh, this this is just a reflection. So the Ten Commandments plaque that they just removed was uh, had been there since the 1920s. And after complaints from one atheist organization, the school uh, bent and just had it removed. And what a grievous thing this is, you guys. Uh, apparent from the Freedom From Religion Foundation. Uh, this idea, the separation of church and state, by the way, nowhere in the Constitution. And uh, we are, we're hurting ourselves. Every time this happens, we are hurting ourselves. And so I just want to encourage you guys, get off the bench, get onto the battlefield, write to your senators, write to your congressmen. You you only don't have a voice because you don't use your voice, not because you don't have a voice. And so we need to be engaged. Uh, the last question comes, and I don't have a lot of time to answer it really quickly, but a mom wrote in. Uh, Trisha wrote into me and she said, Hey, Heidi, I'm just, I'm wondering, do, do Christianity and politics mix? You guys have heard me talk about this before. When we engage in the culture from a perspective of wanting people in government and representing us from the city councils to the school boards to our state and local and federal uh, government officials, we are doing good things. And it is an act of spiritual, uh, spiritual service to the community. So absolutely, this idea that Christians shouldn't be in the public square and shouldn't be in politics is hogwash. Uh, It's a lie from the enemy. And so our first responsibility always is to uh, preach the gospel. Keep the first things first, right? Uh, Keep the things of first importance at the top of the list. But we need to get off the bench and onto the battlefield and uh, and engage and fight for what we know is right. Uh, this is the world that our kids are growing up into. So I just want to encourage you guys, be praying for the school in Ohio. Uh, pray that more people would engage and stop uh, running away in fear with this you know, garbledy goop about uh, separation of church and state. Even let's just say, for goodness sake, you guys, that thou shalt not murder, thou shalt not covet, thou shalt not uh, commit adultery. Uh, really? This is what we want to remove from the schools. Okay. Well, let's see how that goes for us. So you guys get off the bench, uh, get onto the battlefield. I'd love to see you guys using the hashtag off the bench. That's hashtag off the bench. And join me as we link hands and hearts to change the culture for for Christ. I love to hear your stories. Uh, I met a young mom recently who lives in Canby, Oregon. I've invited her to come on the show with me. She's got an amazing story 
of getting off the bench and onto the battlefield. Every single day I'm hearing from you guys and you're talking about what God is doing and encouraging you not to sit at home. I know a lot of you have young children and listen, uh, you're, this is the world that we are leaving for your young children. And so don't let this, don't let the excuse that you don't do anything be, oh, I have a two and a four and a six-year-old. There are things that we can all do. The first thing we want to do is pray. The second thing we want to do is study the word of God, engage with the scripture, which is why we've, we founded Mom Strong International. And the third thing we want to do is say, Lord, where do you want me to help you? Because you guys were born for this. You are the right people at the right time, born at the right time in history to be uh, to be on the front lines of the culture, to represent the Lord Jesus in the culture. I love you guys. I thank you so much for listening. And you you encourage me every day with your reviews for the podcast and leaving reviews for uh, my books on Amazon and other places. It really does help. If you'd like to contact me, please send us an email. If you'd love to send financial support for the podcast, we would appreciate that as well. You can reach me at 11100 Northeast 34th Circle. Vancouver, Washington, 98682. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. I really appreciate it. I'll see you back here on Wednesday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.